welcome to episode seven of Parkrun Adventurers. We are so excited it's episode seven. I mean, seven, that's like more than one hand. You you've, you need two hands to put seven on fingers. So yay us. Your maths is really good this week. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I think it's getting better. Um, so much has been happening in the last week. We, we went to see some movies. We went to park run. You know, we're having adventures. People are listening to us. Life is good. To a certain point. To a because certain- there, there was a lot of judgment coming my way in particular about our discussion last week on movies. Oh, no, Scotty. What kind of judgment? I think most of the judgment was based around the fact that I haven't seen certain iconic films and a lot of judgment on my indifference towards The Princess Bride. An indifference that I stand by because I went back. (laughs) I didn't watch the whole thing again, but I thought maybe I've missed something. I think perhaps you're watching it with the wrong people. I was watching it by myself. So. Well, exactly. You're watching it with the wrong person. So, yeah, you, you need to get the right people in the room to watch. It's a comedy. Comedies are better watched with friends who are laughing, you know. It's all part of the group enjoyment. So, yeah, I, I stand by the judgment that I think our listeners are giving you on that one, I have to say. But we both went to see Zoolander 2 on the weekend. I went with my running group. You went with your club. What did you think, Scotty? I loved the film. I thought it was funny. I, I was I was apprehensive when it started. I thought, oh, this is a this is a slow start. Where's this going? But it came good. It had some laughs and I was happy. What about you? Excellent. I I really enjoyed it. I actually went dressed as Mugatu to the um, screening along with my running club. My husband may have actually begged me not to go dressed up to a public place in in that costume. But fortunately for everyone involved, I didn't listen to him and I got a lot of um, smiles from random people that I didn't know at the cinema. And yes, the movie itself was amazing and we had a really, really good time. It's something that I, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about. People either love it or they hate it. Some people think it's so bad that it's good. But on a personal note, I really enjoyed it. So that's all you can really say, isn't it? Everyone needs to go judge for themselves. I'm glad you went as Mugatu. Full credit. <laughs> You, you beat us hands down in the costume dress-up. Oh, look, and everyone except for, once again, my husband was throwing a very decent blue steel in the group photo. So we've got some good peeps up here, I have to say. I didn't see too many entries into the blue steel pose at Park Run. I had a go with my mate Scotty Hawkins as we ran around gels. I mixed a little bit of David Brent in there. I noticed that. It was, yeah, it was a good picture though. Another good running shot of you, Scotty. I tried. (laughs) So from from here on out, I'm just blue stealing it for the rest of my park run shorts. Look, you just can't go wrong, seriously. But people are listening to us all over the place this week, which is very exciting. We've got some feedback on Facebook saying, um, watching as I run, was listening to us on her run. Um, Danella Taylor has also been listening to us when she runs, and Tony O'Connell. Some people listen to us on the bus. Other people listen to us while they're making dinner. 
but it did make me think, you know, um, I've listened to podcasts on long runs in the past and things like that, but I have to say that mostly I would listen to music. What about you, Scotty? Do you listen, do you have anything in your ears when you run, either at park run or at, on other running occasions? It's a golden rule of mine, no headphones at park run or running events. I can't, it's a bit disrespectful and rude. That's just my opinion. I know other people really like it. They need to put their headphones on and zone out. I will wear headphones on a long solo run, which honestly doesn't happen to me much anymore, but that's just by choice. I enjoy running in a group. Um, and if I do, it's usually a, I'll throw on some podcasts. Yes, I, I'm interested in your perspective on no no headphones at either park run or other organized events because I have to say in the early days when I was at park run, five kilometers was a big deal for me and listening to myself attempting to breathe or clomping along just really didn't work for me trying to get any kind of rhythmic gait happening. So I personally really needed the music just to get me through, you know, breathing basically um so you you think it's rude and disrespectful look i I get why you you had it on and i get why others do but to give an example on saturday i was running around and i was saying hello to everyone i'm at a new event i want to get to know as many runners as i can and so you'd run past you'd say hi and they've got their headphones on and they don't hear you and so i kept going and so it's like a missed opportunity to have a you know, connection with another park runner. That's my only issue with the headphones. And at a, at a big event, I definitely think they should be banned because you need to... For safety reasons. Yeah, for safety. And there's lots of people running around and if you're in the way or you're not aware of your surroundings, you can cause trouble for yourself and for others. Okay, that's interesting. I also like running out in nature. So if I'm going for a run in the trails or in the bush, the last thing I want is headphones. I want to hear my surrounds. If would, heavy breathing in, is part of that, that's just part of the experience. I would agree with you on the trails because the trails are a completely different experience than running on roads or, or footpaths and things like that. I'm interested though, when you, when you say you were trying to say hello to people, you know, there are other ways you can communicate other than noise right so you you can hold your hand out for a high five which is probably more likely to be seen by somebody who may not even be giving you eye contact anyway or you could always smile or throw somebody a blue steel or give them a wink these are all valid points do you think you might be sending the wrong message if you wink at all the runners maybe (laughs) you might end up with a lot more friends than you started I like a conversation. In, in park run, I don't mind having a running conversation. What I'll do is I'll start at the back and just work my way through the field and try and get to know as many people as I can. As in when you're overtaking people? Yes. Oh, see, I don't think those people really want to be your friends, Scotty. You're overtaking them. I understand on an out and back horse, people coming towards you, you know, you want to say hello and stuff like that. But if you're overtaking someone, they, they're not... They don't want a bar of you, <laughs> to be honest. I'm one of those people that gets overtaken and it's like, are you serious? And now you're trying to talk to me? You know I'm trying to breathe over here, right? I do. I have come across that reaction a couple of times. <laughs> but I just keep running. <laughs> okay, move on. 
Someone oh, will talk to me. Someone will talk to you eventually. Yep. You're lucky you probably haven't been slapped around, to be honest. Look, I'm not offensive. I don't come up and get in your face <laughs> and go, what up? Come on, push, push. Why it's are you like, going so hey, slow? Buddy, how are you going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not sure. Have we ever run a parkrun event? To get, we have South Bank Park Run, but I don't think that actually counts because there's 500 other people there, and I'm pretty sure you started up way ahead in front of me. So I wouldn't have experienced you overtaking me on that one. No. If I had, you you might have heard about it. Look forward to it then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you run with headphones in at Park Run. Uh, no, I don't actually run a park run with headphones in anymore, but it was very important to me when I was starting. And I would have to say that probably for the first six months, I definitely ran with uh, music in my ears. And I do do it again on my long runs now because, you know, I help, I find it helps with my pacing. If I pick the right songs and there are so many amazing songs to run to, um, there's nothing like Dave Grohl to get you up a hill when you really need that extra oomph. So yeah, I, I get a lot of benefit out of running with music when I'm training for an event, for example. But I think the park run thing has definitely been key to me moving away from running with music in my ears all the time because it was the development of friendships over time and uh, I, to be honest, I don't have the music up very loud anyway so I can always hear what's going on around me and I have no problem having conversations with people and we have an out and back course at Kiwana and many of the courses on the Sunshine Coast are out and back so I've always had the benefit of the fast runners coming towards me and, you know, you see everybody who runs when you're at the end of the pack and even when you, you're turning around and coming back yourself, you see the people that are a little bit slower than you. So there's always time for a friendly hello or a cheer or, you know, encouraging people as they go and I don't think it's mutually exclusive to be able to do that when you've got earphones in. But yes, being able to just get out and enjoy the 5K without music and taking the scenery and things like that is something that I can do now but it's not something I felt personally able to do when I started because the sound of my breathing was very it, it really did put me off you know gasping for air and uh, I'm not one who can talk or or I wasn't one who could talk a lot when I first started running and and now I've realized that I can go at a comfortable slow enough pace that I can talk so your weekend was spent eating cake this week Oh, yes, there was definitely cake for me. I was at Golden Beach's second anniversary park run and I was volunteering as the timekeeper, which was super fun. I do love me a little bit of volunteering and it's one of my goals for the year to do a lot more of it. So was happy to be able to help Rochelle and her team out there. Didn't even press the stop button when the first runner came through. So oh, well done. You're learning. Yes. I am. I'm getting there. I was pretty excited by myself. Almost missed the second runner coming through because I was so excited that I hadn't pressed the wrong button, but we won't talk about that. Um, Yeah, no, but I had a great time at Golden Beach this weekend and we actually have a roving adventurer, Karen, who caught up with a couple of runners as well. Hi, I'm at Golden Beach Park Run with our newest member of our 100 club, Paul. Paul, why did you start running Park Run? 
Uh, well, actually, it was my uh, daughter that introduced us into Park Run. Um, she came up to the Sunshine Coast for for a weekend, and she said, "Dad, just I've got a surprise for you tomorrow morning. Just have some running gear on, some shoes. I've got a surprise for you." And um, she ended up taking us up to the Kiwana Park Run, and I'd actually given away running for many years. Uh, had run the Gold Coast half marathon, a couple of half marathons, and thought, "Oh, I'm finished now." And so when I did the 5K, it nearly killed me, and um, I wasn't going to let it beat me, being competitive, so I just keep coming back week after week. And then when the Golden Beach one come online, it's just such a great community and a great spirit that we just keep coming week after week. So does your daughter still run now that she's got you hooked? Yes, yeah, and it was great. It was, uh, she run with me today, so that was, uh, that was great to come across the line with her. So that's great. Thanks very much for that, Paul. We hope you keep coming back to Golden Beach and many other park runs. Enjoy. Great, sure will. Thanks very much. And now we're here with Keith. Keith, what started you running park runs? Well, I do athletics for about 50 years and I just found this event being done and I come down to watch and I got involved in that way and I found it just an enjoyable way of uh, keeping myself in condition when I'm not racing. And uh, so, Keith, what keeps you coming back week after week? Because I know you're always here. Well, it's the atmosphere down here with the people, you know, no one's uh, uh, not your friend type of thing. Everyone's just enjoying themselves and why not get involved and get enjoy yourself too. Thanks, Keith. We'll let you go and have some birthday cake. Thanks. Great work, Karen. Loving the roving adventurer contributions that our listeners are giving us every week. It was a good-looking cake at Golden Beach. Did you sample any of it, Mel? I did. I got a nice fat slice chopped right out of the middle of it for me. Well done, Golden Beach. Wyndham Vale Park Run is launching this weekend in Victoria and we are lucky enough tonight to help today to have Maria and Andrew, the event directors, joining us on the show. Maria, Andrew, how are you doing? Doing great. Fantastic. How are you going? Really, really well. Are you excited about your launch? Oh, Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Very excited. Been excited for a while, actually. It's been building for a better part of a year. Uh, since about May, June, we um, started with the idea. So, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. And we have a great event team behind us, and they're very excited too. We do. So, Wyndham Vale is located 30K outside of Melbourne. Yeah. And I understand it's supported by Stockland, so we love Stockland for chipping in and helping you guys launch your event. But it's their retirement village. Is that how this has come yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, so Tarney Skies Retirement Village. It's uh, probably about an eight-minute drive from um, President's Park, where our course is. And um, uh, a few months back, I had uh, contacted Stockland um, just to ask some questions about one of their uh, grant applications. And uh, a woman named Lauren contacted me back and said, look, you're welcome to apply for the grant, but uh, it's only for $1,000. However, we have this uh, retirement village very, really close to where you're proposing to have your event. And if you can get enough residents uh, on board, we'd be happy to give you the rest of the money that you need to start up your park run. Uh, we went to Tarnit Skies Village uh, Retirement Village and uh, gave a presentation to about 50 residents and they were all very enthusiastic, very keen. And so uh, Stockland um, was very kind to uh, fund us the remaining $4,000 that we need. 
and the initial thousand that had already come from Wyndham Leader through a Wyndham Leader um, online grant where uh, people got to vote which um, applicants they thought deserved the thousand dollars. So yes, we were very lucky to secure all the funding that we needed um, and most of it, the vast majority of it from Stockland. So does this mean that you're going to be encouraging the members of the retirement village to come along to Parkrun? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I've been in touch with them in the last few weeks, just reminding them to get the word out to residents um, to come along. And they had been actually talking about organizing a group bus for the residents to uh, come down. So um, I I actually am really grateful to Marie Gibson who um, came along to that presentation because uh, she's of uh, retirement age and she um, sold, I guess, to them that, that this was something that they could do and that even if they didn't want to participate as a runner, that they could walk, that they could volunteer and they could still be involved and, you know, meet new people, um, have a great time, etc. So, um, so yeah, they all seemed quite enthusiastic. I don't, I don't know how many of them would actually be runners, but um, that's, not the point, I guess, um, you know, as long as they're coming along and, and enjoying the experience and um, getting out there and, and integrating with the community, that's what we want. So yeah. we can be happier. The name Park Run sometimes scares a lot of people off. So this yeah. is going to be a great example of, well, it's Park Walk as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that message doesn't get out enough. So um, oh, I, I'd be really happy if our Park Run... Because I think each park run can have a different feel to it depending on the demographic of people that uh, attend regularly. I'd be very happy if our park run became almost a you know flagship mm-hmm. of you know park walk um, to to kind of get that message out there that it is a non-competitive event for everyone of all abilities of all ages and uh, you don't have to run. You can walk and still you know, get the benefits of getting fresh air, exercise, meeting with people, et cetera. Marie and I were both apprehensive when we first sort of uh, got involved with Park Run. And probably for the same reason that most people do is that the name sort of scares you off. You think you have to be a, a seasoned runner to partake, you know, like, you, especially when you find that it's timed, all the results get uploaded and things like that. People sort of get freaked out. But um, our very first time doing Park Run was a pleasant surprise. And just so many people came out in, in one way or another. Uh, either runners or volunteers, and just really came together as a community. So we just knew that was something we wanted to get behind. Wonderful. So you talk about when you first started Parkrun. Where, where did Parkrun's journey start for you? There's actually a, a friend of ours um, who lives in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, uh, Chris Morgan. He had been doing Parkrun for about a year. And when he had started, he... Um, he was a fair bit overweight. And over the course of that year, you could see the the weight melt off him, but also the confidence just yeah. skyrocket and had joined uh, a running group through Park Run, TXR Runners. He'd started competing in other races and, and long ones too. Uh, he did, did the Puffing Puff Billy, Billy yeah. and Half Marathon, etc. And And we saw him progress, um, you know, through his, his posts on Facebook and photos and everything and, and you know, uh, finally we got around to saying, what, what is this parkrun thing that you're doing? What, like, tell us, what, what's it all about? And um, he just sold us, absolutely yeah. sold us. So we said, right, well, 
if Chris can do it, we can do it. So let's do it. And we uh, went to our first one in November of 2014 at Point Cook. Uh, My first one, I couldn't run the full 5K. So I did a mix of running and walking. And I think my time was maybe about 34 minutes. Um, It was was very challenging. It was a struggle. But um, what encouraged me to come back was all the people high-fiving you along the way. Yelling cheering you. you on um <laughs> so yeah we uh we were hooked pretty much straight away well 34 minutes is still at roughly my pb so you're doing well <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you that's the great thing about it as well you know the whole idea of a pb is not to um put some sort of unrealistic stress on you but um just something to motivate yourself and most people it's just for the run and even people that have some of the fastest times well you'll see them just running with somebody and taking it real easy that day so there's a little sense of competition if you want to push yourself but definitely no pressure to compete per se race against other people and and really people cross the line and they sort of turn back around and as people come over the line people clap and they cheer each other on and yeah it's just great to see people making an effort uh, no matter what their level of experience now i'm pretty clearly guy i've picked up an accent from both of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to miss. <laughs> where, go, where are you guys originally from? We're both from Canada. Uh, I'm from Toronto. And I'm from uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Because there is a park run in Canada. Well, they're starting up there. Oh, uh, yeah. The last I checked, they hadn't started one up yet. So that's good to hear. I'm, I'm really yeah. glad to hear that. I know that someone had been looking into starting one up in Vancouver, I think. Yeah, that's right. They're trying yeah. to get one up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. That's where it definitely would start, too. I mean, it's a bit mm. milder out that way. Yeah, but, you know, they've had one in Detroit for ages, and Detroit's just across the way from Windsor, Ontario, so they could easily have one there as well. True enough, yeah. But, okay, yeah. but aren't there bears in Canada? So <laughs> you'd be running faster. There's only like five kinds of bears, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, only. And, and I'm pretty sure they all eat you. Yeah. Listen, they have park run in Russia, so if they can do it, yeah, that's right. We can just suck it up, I reckon. Yeah. And I was just home for Christmas for about five weeks, and uh, you know, despite the some days minus fifteen, minus twenty temperatures, you still saw people rugged up, leg warmers on, just giving her, going for a run. So I reckon there'd be a demand for sure. It's coming for all our listeners in Canada. Yeah, the, the whole two movement. of you. <laughs> that, yeah. that might be a bit optimistic <laughs> it might be a little bit optimistic okay so thank you andrew and maria thanks for joining us on the park run adventurers super good luck with your launch on saturday i'll hope to visit in the coming weeks have heaps of fun you're going to love it thank you very thank much thank you thank you so much great t- talking with you and uh yeah hope to see you there It's time to chat to one of our parkrun adventurers, Ashley Cowley. Ashley has joined a very unique club called the Hoffman Club. Welcome to the show, Ashley, and tell us exactly what is the Hoffman Club. Hi, 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 Mel, hi, Scott. Um, well, basically, the Hoffman Club is um, it's an unofficial parkrun club for parkrunners who have got to the 50 club at 50 different courses. Um, it follows a similar trend to other 
unofficial part-run clubs such as the the Cowell Club or the Frame Club, which are um, for running 100 different part-run courses or 250 different part-run courses, which came out of the old UK podcast. Um, And they were taken by the surname of the person who first did it. So in that same vein, um, the person who first ran 50 different courses um, at... 50 different runs was was a guy called Roderick Hoffman. So, unofficially, I've coined the term the Hoffman Club. Oh, so you came up with this term? Um, I, I believe I, I I first mentioned it, but I have been discussing it with um, a couple of other guys who are also doing one run to one course. Um, there are there are about eight of us at the moment, and at the moment there are about five or six of us in regular contact with each other. Um, so it was a kind of a collective discussion between us. We refer to ourselves as the Hoffmaners. Okay. So just to clarify, Ash, yes. it's one run per course. So you haven't doubled up at any of the courses that you've done in your first 50? Not at all, ha- no. So so ev- every run has been unique. Well, Impressive. Unique courses, yes. <laughs> and, and how long has it taken you to achieve uh, the Hoffman Club status? Um, I, I do actually have it in days. Um, it's just under three years um, from from start to finish. It started it. So my first part run was May 2013. Um, and I obviously got into the part run club uh, February 2016. So just under three years for myself. I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess here. You're British. So you discovered yes. park run because you're British or did you? Because your first one is at St. Peter's in Sydney. Yes, it is. Um, so I actually registered in the UK six months before that, um, but I never ran in the UK. Um, I registered because a friend of mine um, at football recommended it. Um, I never got a chance to do it. And when I came out to Sydney initially for six weeks on uh, with work, um, a friend of mine runs part run in Sydney. So uh, asked me to come down and join him at, at Sydney Park. Okay, so if it's taken you three years to run 50 park runs, that's on average one every three weeks, if my math is okay. Um, Does that mean you have, I mean, it's very difficult. Once you've got the bug for park run, you just want to keep going. Have you had to abstain on certain weekends because you knew you couldn't physically get to a different event to achieve your club status? Um. A little bit, a little bit. I, I, I have, I have volunteered a few times to, um, to get a part run fix as well. Um, Excellent. For, for me at the moment, uh, I, I do have other things as well. Um, so I, I don't necessarily have every weekend free for park run. Um, but with doing what I'm doing, it, it's, it's different. It means I get to travel rather than just turning up each week for a run. Uh, different people. Do uh, do different things, and this one this one is mine. Have you done any sneaky unknown runs? You can tell uh, us. No, I haven't actually. <laughs> well, I, I tell I tell a lie. I I actually ran St Peter's twice. However, the first week I ran was my first ever part run, um, and I had a chest infection, and I wasn't able to complete the course. So I I tried to run St Peter's, got about three kilometres in, and and I just couldn't breathe, so I didn't finish. Um, and I went back to St. Peter's the week after, and that was my first part run. So, unofficially, yes, 
Um, but I never completed the course, so. Well, that's a bit more of a cooler story than forgetting your barcode that first time. Yes. We'll, we'll let it go for having a chest infection and not completing the full distance. Yes. So number one was at St Peter's. Number 50 was at Main Beach, the home of Parkrun in Australia. On the weekend, tell us a bit about your experience from Saturday. Well, first off, um, I've, I've got to say Main Beach is probably one of my favourite favorite courses I've run and that's not just because my memory is terrible and it was the most recent I, I'm a I'm a sucker for a trail run uh, I do like a, a bit of a trail run so main beach with it being a, a gravel run um, with a with a little bit of an incline in there for me that was that that was it that was good for me um, obviously you get the the view of the the beach and the sea as well just to just to make it that little bit sweeter um, but it, it was it was a good run I was a bit touch and go. I um, had a common runner's problem of um, ITBS a couple of weeks ago, um, where it looked like I might not be able to um, necessarily put in what I wanted to put in. Uh, but I was, I felt good, and I was able to get through the finish line in a in a decent time for myself. Actually, a, an Australian part run PB for me at the weekend um, to to clock up number fifty. That's good. You did it in style. That's the yes. way to do it. Great job. And so you just touched very briefly there, Ash, on it's one of your favorites. Do you have a top three that you could give us? Top three. Now you're asking. Um, <laughs> if, if, you, if, if you read, um, so I, I, I have a blog. I, I write about each of the runs that I do them. If you read that, um, there's normally always something that an event has that is that is done brilliantly. Something, one unique thing that they do that that sets them apart from somewhere else. Um, so if you read through that, you'd be forgiven for thinking that every single one is my favourite. Um, but I'd probably have to say Shell Harbour is probably the most picturesque. Um, the view from Shell Harbour is 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 something quite special. You start on a, a grass at the top of a hill. And when you look down, there's a beach down in the bottom of the, the valley with the sea behind. And you kind of run down to the beach, across the beach, and then back up the other side. So that that one was was picturesque for me. Um, Cairns, when I ran in Cairns, I, I thought that one was was fantastic. It's it's so different to anything else I've run. It was it had a, a real tropical feel running along the, the boardwalk alongside the esplanade there. That one was was something special obviously main beach probably up there for me um i'd have to just throw in sandon point as well um similar to shell harbour you run alongside the the beach there uh they've got a an awesome sea pool there so when you've done for a run you can just have a quick dip afterwards um i think i'd have to pull those out of all of the ones i've done so far out of your 50 you actually ran 21 of them back home for you in the uk Yes, I did. Yes. So when I first came out to Australia, I came out for six weeks. Um, it was it was a short work stint, um, and after that six weeks, I headed back to the UK, having done three different Sydney park runs in that six weeks. Um, I'd kind of got the bug a bit then, and being back in the UK, they're a bit closer, um, and I was back in the UK for about three, three or four months before I actually moved out to Australia permanently. And I never missed a week when I was back in the UK. I, I did 
Um, at one point, I did 20 part runs back to back, 20 different part runs back to back. It's the benefit of being in the UK, I suppose. Um, so actually, a large chunk of those were one six month stint. And then I did a couple when I went back for a, a holiday about a year or so back. I noticed none of the UK runs made it into the top three. Uh, <laughs> the weather's slightly different. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a slight um, rose-tinted um, tinge on the Australian part runs from just purely from a weather perspective. Yeah. Okay, so Ash, the blog is parkrun50and50.com. Obviously, you've achieved that goal. What's next? Uh, it's a question I've kind of had from near enough everybody I know in part run. Um, I don't know if I could bring myself to go back and run another one again. Um, there are obviously courses I would I would love to. I would love to do um, some courses again. I, I just I think I've had it ingrained in me so much over the last three years that I, I'm going to continue doing what what I'm doing. Um, so for me next I want to try and do one in each Australian state um, I've got three states left um, and then after then I suppose we'll we'll see from there but I, I think I'm probably just going to keep doing unique courses every time I run well parkrun is going to continue to grow in Australia so there are new parkruns every week I did note you've only done one down in Victoria so there's plenty down here if you want to go adventuring around this state yes good luck yeah thank you very much thanks for joining us no problem at all thank you very much for having me let's jump straight into what's happening this weekend we have one launch that maria and andrew have told us all about out at windham vale and where is the cake this week. The cake this week will be at Kira in Queensland who are celebrating their fourth anniversary with an 80s theme. I've been to a couple of 80s themed park runs and they're always good fun. Excellent choice for costumes. I've suggested 80s themes a couple of times and you'd think I'd have a bit more sway but I haven't got it off the ground. I've never been to one. Well the, the whole point is you don't suggest Scott you just you just go with it and you tell people what they have to get dressed up as. So what's your costume of choice for an 80s theme? Or what has well, been your costume of choice for an 80s theme? I've been to two 80s themed park runs. So for the first one, which was at Riverway, I went along with, um, and I do like to do it in a group situation. So I went with my sister-in-law, Nico, and her gorgeous little boys. And we were dressed as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was good fun, Heroes in a Half Shell. The second one was at Noosa Park Run, which was in the middle of winter. Their anniversary is in July, so it's always very fresh. And uh, once again, went with the group, my brother and my niece and nephew. We all got dressed up as the Ghostbusters. So that was very cool, along with my sister-in-law who came in her leotard, as you do. She, she got physical. Ninja Turtles, is that 80s? I, I recall 90s. The original cartoon before the films came out were in the 80s. I was an 80s baby and I was living in Mount Isa at the time and I actually had two brothers that got in a lot of trouble for breaking the heads off my father's golf clubs to turn them into bows. So definitely 80s. 
I'm a little bit older than you, so I miss that Ninja Turtles thing. I was a Masters of the Universe kid. Oh, He-Man. He-Man yeah. was 80s too. Yeah, it was. I'm looking forward to going as Skeletor or oh, Shogun. that would be great. Good going, Kira, on reaching for fabulous years. Speaking of where's the cake, running guy Ryan was out at Ipswich Park Run's second birthday last weekend. The theme, as we mentioned, was tacky formal and he wore a pink suit. Ran the course in a pink suit in 2142. That's that's very stylish. It's a handy time and it's a handy suit. I'm not sure if he'll ever have another use for a pink suit. Maybe he can wear it to the 80s theme at Kira this week. Double up costume. Good plan. Kuvera also posted a lovely, smiling, happy picture of her running at New Farm. And we're massive at New Farm because obviously her friend Finding My Balance was also there. And I, and I just see lots of pink and I see lots of fluoro. I think it was a pretty happy, smiley weekend, judging by the looks of them. So great effort, ladies. Good work. Don't forget hashtag ParkrunAdventurers. That's how we can find you. Thanks, Mel. We had another action-packed program. We did, and looking forward next week to having Facts on a Haystack with one of our faves, Ian Hay, back on the show. Yeah, I know he's been doing some hard work in the background, refining his database, doing all his super nerdy stat stuff. But for now, I think we just better leave it with some fortune cookies. What do you think, Scotty? You're eating fortune cookies. Breakfast of champions. Dinner of champions. Dinner of champions, yeah. (laughs) It's my weight loss technique. One meal a day. (laughs) Of fortune cookies. (laughs) Well, no, it's lunch. And then these are snacks. Snacks don't Oh, okay. (laughs) And my last cookie, my last fortune was great success awaits you. Well, they must be talking about the podcast, surely. What else could there be? Thanks for listening again, guys. Look forward to chatting to you again next week.